0: Welcome to the HisCall Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join HisCall as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. We're recording today in Studio C at the HisCall Dixon office. And our guest for this episode of the podcast is Terrence Bates. Terrence is our new sales manager, and uh, I'm excited to just introduce him to you guys, allow him to uh, speak about his new role. You can learn a little bit about who he is and um, also where he wants to take his call as the
1: sales manager. So,
0: Terrence, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you, Chuck. And first of all, I got to say, it's an honor to be with the legend. That they call around here the voice of his call. So thank you for having me. Definitely not
0: the voice of his call. I get to be on this podcast from time to time, but uh, we've got lots of voices. You'd be uh, surprised how many voices of his call are recordings for uh, different companies. Thank you. It, it is funny. They have pulled me in and said people recognize the voice whatever. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but it's anyway. definitely good. Thank you.
1: Thank you for that.
0: Have you been on a podcast before?
1: I have not been on a podcast. before. All right.
0: Are you nervous about it? Is it? You feel pretty
1: comfortable. I feel really comfortable.
0: All right. Yes. Good. All right. Well, that's exciting. I've I've learned in this process, people are not always very comfortable about this mic in front of their face and being recorded. So, Terrence, I'd like for people to just get to know you a little bit. You're n- new to his call, but you're new to Tennessee. Also. Yes. Right?
1: Actually, two years ago in uh, August, our family moved from California, Southern California, to be exact, to uh, Tennessee. And uh, we uh, made that decision just based on the weather because the weather's better in Tennessee. All right. You know, <laughs> it's really four. based on the seasons. <laughs> okay. We love to see seasons and, and there's other factors that played into that. But uh, we're glad to be in Tennessee. Uh, we have uh, four kids. Our oldest is 22. Uh, we have three boys and a girl. So I'll break it down: 22-year-old son, a 20-year-old son, an 18-year-old daughter, and a 13-year-old son. So my wife's very busy. Uh, one of them's at college in graduate school, and uh, but we're very we're very blessed to be here in Tennessee, and uh, we understand why a lot of people are moving here because of the people, the environment, and the culture. So and the cost of living.
0: Right, yeah it it is a it is a great place. Uh, I do love Tennessee. I love the the hills and the seasons. That's good stuff. So you um, previously worked at Verizon, yes, sir, and you had a good long career there.
1: Yeah, I was there almost twenty years. It would have been twenty years in June. Uh, however, I started in, at his call in April. But nonetheless, it was a very rewarding career. I uh, was a account manager what they called a business account manager out in uh, the west nashville market that stretched all the way out to dixon and actually his call was one of my largest accounts and uh without going into too much detail i'll just say that gary luffman impressed me enough to make the rest history right and And so and so
0: you must have impressed him enough that he (laughs) said hey i gotta have this guy i don't know
1: (laughs) maybe (laughs) Uh, we'll see i guess that's still to to be seen but uh Anyway, it was a a really good career at Verizon. I learned a lot just about dealing with customers, uh, interacting with different people, different personalities, and then also managing accounts and finding out what is best for them to make them more productive and efficient. Was it a
0: difficult decision to go from day-to-day sales to sales manager? Is that something you had been thinking
1: about doing, wanting to do um, in your career path and thoughts? It's actually something that I had thought about and actually talked about it with my wife. We just never really felt like there was the right, uh, I guess you could say, transition from what I was doing. Uh, There's a lot of autonomy when you're a sales Mm -hmm. rep out in the field, and uh, sales management's a little different when you're managing others. And especially when you're managing adults, it's it's a little bit different than what you would think as managing, uh, like I'm a father of four great kids, but you're managing kids. So right. it's a little bit different when you're managing adults. <laughs> and so that's what I found to be the most challenging is just understanding how to relate to others in regards to managing them. I've, I've been able to Relate to colleagues and and speak to them on the same level and things of that nature. But when you have uh, a management role, it's a little bit different. So Mm -hmm. uh, I love working with all of the account consultants here at his call. I'm learning a lot of things, a lot of uh, new ideas, new ways to approach business that I never learned before. And so I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to work with them, not them working for me. So it's, but again, there's still a management aspect to it, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm I'm learning from uh, Mr. Luffman. Sure, very good. You,
0: are you familiar with Jeffrey Gittimer? Is that a name you're familiar with? He he wrote the Little Red Book of Selling, and he's got uh, maybe even titled some other colors. But uh, been been around a while. But he says the most dangerous leap in sales is salesperson to sales manager, and the reason that he says that. Um, He's speaking, uh, and when he speaks about it, he's speaking mostly from um, you're a salesperson at a company to become sales manager at the same company. But he talks about the transition, and I heard you say that it's something that you'd been thinking about and looking at, and you and your wife, and the transition period and the timing and all wasn't right. So for you to recognize that, um, that that this was the right time and the the transition uh, was good, uh, I think says a lot. Um, he also goes into, you know, some of the things you talked about in managing people and being ready for that and prepared to do that because, uh, it is very different from the autonomous kind of day-to-day sales, driving your business to managing these different kind of people. So cool stuff. So what about hobbies? What sort of things do you like to do when you're not being sales manager?
1: Well, my wife would say that I like collecting junk. I wanted to but, ask you specifically about that because <laughs> but, it was in the introductory <laughs> email to us. It said, you were a collector of many things is what it said. And that's how I see it, many things. <laughs> and I think there's a saying out there, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Um, but specifically, I collect Hot Wheels. You I do? Still, I still collect Hot Wheels and yeah. I actually begin... Uh, doing that with our 13-year-old son, Noah. We've been collecting them pro- probably since he was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Actually, our oldest son, Joshua. And, you know, I, I got to be safe. I, I got to be fair here. Joshua is our oldest. Caleb is our next oldest. Nice. Grace is our daughter. And then Noah. And then my my wife, Melissa. But I collected Hot Wheels since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And then I uh, when I left high school or when I left Indiana, I'm originally from Indiana, but when I left to go to California, I left everything for my brother to, to manage because my father had passed away. And so he had to take care of all the stuff and he donated it to charity. Well, I wasn't too happy about that, but I was a young 18 year old punk kid, (laughs) just like, I'm going to make it in California. (laughs) You do what you want. So I was a little selfish, but, uh, I felt like I needed to rekindle that collection. And Mm -hmm. so with our oldest son, we started collecting Hot Wheels together. So I've had this collection for 22 years. It's pretty incredible. I think it's something that that bonds the, me and the boys together, especially. But for hobbies, that's one of the things uh, I do like to sing. Um, you do? So I'm used to a mic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I am. and yes, uh, my wife and I actually met singing in a wedding. That's really neat. Yeah. So we're an uh, artistic family, and that's one of our our hobbies.
0: Now, I I don't want to leave the Hot Wheels for just a minute because we've sort of bonded here across the uh, table here in the podcast studio. We've got a bunch of Hot Wheels. I I have some from when I was a kid. So when you collect them with your sons and with your children, do you open them? Or we do not open them. Well, yeah. There's
1: very few that we do open. I won't say yeah. we don't open any of them, Right, but we do. But uh, I'll have to show you this picture we took of uh, Noah's wall where he's put them up. His, mm-hmm. his Actually, his mom put them up on the wall for him to display, and he will not open them. That is tough. Yes, I know. That (laughs) is tough, now. (laughs) So I get another kind of batch that's not as important for him to open, (laughs) and he doesn't understand.
0: Most of ours have been opened, and uh, they're upstairs above the garage today. But, man, I I loved Hot Wheels when I was growing up, and I had a case, you know, that I kept them all in and stuff, and I had a cousin up in Cookville when we would go up there and stay I would take this case of Hot Wheels, and uh, he he had Hot Wheels, and we'd trade, and we'd lay down in the hallway and race them up and down the hallway. Man, that's a lot of fun. That yes. was that was a good time. I've got a grandson coming, and so he's going to get to play with those Hot Wheels that we've got <laughs> at the house. Right. I promise you. So anyway, we'll we'll move away from Hot Wheels. So tell me about your plans for the um, sales team for his call and what you know what you're looking to implement you've been here long enough to kind of get a feel for of uh, our existing salespeople, along with some new hires that you've brought on that I'm really excited about.
1: Yes. You know, I'm, I'm starting to see here at his call that with being in business for 27 years, there's been a lot of transition within that 27 years. And those transitions have always been that the company's adapted to the technological change that was happening. And so, with that, we realize that there is a transition to cloud in a in a more significant way than it may have used to be. So my goal is to really enhance or or I guess increase our sales by hiring more salespeople. So we've done that. We've got two new salespeople, so that's um, we now have ten. And then we're gonna hire probably three to four more just to, to make sure that we have a, a every area covered where we're at in Tennessee, because we really want to reach all these different organizations, companies, businesses that need this new solution to technology for their uh, unified communication systems. And that's mm-hmm. what we believe that we're going to do. Now, as far as a goal, uh, I looked at the numbers last year and 2% of the sales at his call was cloud. So my goal this next year, year, and I know it's a pretty uh, uh, aggressive goal, but it's 20%, so I'd like to see an nice. 18% year-over-year increase, and I really believe with the talent we have, the training we have, the support we have here at the company, we're going to be able to achieve that.
0: Awesome. That would be that would be fantastic. I'm, I'm with you. I think it is entirely doable. Uh, we had a great training last week that mm. focused on um, cloud, and um uh, getting new sales team uh trained up and and better educated in how to sell cloud you kind of wrapped up that week talking about some things you can you talk about that and what you uh
1: yes well there's there's two things number 1 is uh when i was in college, I was working for Xerox. I okay. actually paid for my college education back in Southern California at Chapman University. And I'm thankful for that. And it was a really good experience. I was an in inside sales uh, telemarketing rep handling inbound sales. Now that's
0: w- I'm sorry, but that, that's very interesting to me that you have some history with Xerox. And our previous sales manager, he came also
1: from like copier sales and stuff oh, right. like that. Oh yeah. Tony! Yeah, uh, Tony. Tony. Did. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I uh, I think uh, Mr. Loveman had mentioned that to me. I I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, so I so. I said, well, you know, Xerox goes after the best. <laughs> yeah, they go after I'm the kidding. best,
0: and they and they must do a good job of training
1: and <laughs> so, educating, teaching you how to sell. Well, so. and that was really their strength. They did train us, and uh, that brings up this sales term. It's a Japanese term, but it's always followed me through any of my sales careers, even in regular careers that I haven't had that was sales, that was not sales necessarily. But it's called Kaizen, and it's the Japanese term. And Kai means change, and Zen means good. Okay. And so it's basically saying good change. Yeah. And this was back in the 80s where uh, Xerox was... They, they were They were struggling because they didn't have... They felt like their quality was not good. And so what they did is they hired this company to come in and kind of look at everything, evaluate. And what they came up with was, you need Kaizen. Well, that sounds like a vitamin or something. (laughs) But it really is a philosophy within the industry that continuously improve on a process or a product. So the common term, I guess, in the 80s and the the phrase in business was, if it's not broke, don't fix Mm -hmm. it. That's not the way the Japanese looked at it. Their 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 philosophy was: if it's not broke, let's figure out a way to make it better. Yeah, while it's on the shelf, let's fix it. So uh, let's make sure that it's the best. And so that was what Xerox was looking at. And then uh, you had Toshiba, and you started seeing all these other Canon. They all started coming out, and they were they had like that Japanese style to it as far as we're making it better and better and xerox mm-hmm. figured it out and they're like okay we need to do it so what xerox did is they started buying the the competition uh equipment and figuring out what they they did and then they made it better and so they're like well this is how we're going to approach kaizen and so when I was at Xerox, we did the same thing as far as looking at how we're going to improve it and make it better for the customers. So that's, that's one of the things that I really believe that we can bring to his call because there's always a way to continuously improve on a process and to make it better. And then the other thing is, or the other example, at Verizon, I, I did what was called Axiom training, and that was based on peers, and that's productivity, efficiency, image, uh, revenue and safety, security and stability. And that's what that stands for uh, because that's what they found that over a thousand businesses that they did this case study with, not Verizon but Axiom, mm-hmm. they uh, saw that these were the most important things that they had in, in their in their uh, I guess you could say forecasting, uh, what they put together as their goals for their company and what made them succeed. And so I believe that if we can figure out what those how to address those areas for our customers, it's going to make us a different company for them, a different consultant as far as a partner, if you will, that his call can be to our customers, because that's going to show them that we really care about their business. We're not sure. just concerned about you know, making a sale. And so I, I believe that that's another approach. In business, especially in sales, that would be beneficial.
0: Okay, yeah, it takes the this solution selling that we do moves it from technology to a value-driven conversation with the customer about their business and how to improve their image, be more productive, efficient, increase revenue, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be more secure, safer, and and uh, st- stability. Uh, to I guess that to uh, stable programs applications or stable business
1: you what are they speaking to about that i, I think the specifics of stability is that within your industry you're a stable company you're, I see. you're you're being you're not failing at what you do obviously you're you've got a stability financially stable you also are creating an environment of stability within your organization with your with your employees. And so I, I I'm pretty sure that when it says safety, security, and stability, it's just wrapping those in together, mm-hmm. all saying that these are so important to companies because if they don't have these, they're not going to succeed. Yeah. And
0: so so uh, when you're looking to do business with somebody, knowing they've been around 26 plus years like yes. his call, there's value in that, in knowing that they've been you've you know the company's been around. They've been taking care of customers for a long time, so there's a lot of value in that.
1: Yeah, put this into perspective. His call's been in business longer than Verizon.
0: That is interesting, <laughs>
1: isn't it? Verizon's been in business for twenty three years, and his call's been in business for twenty well, twenty excuse me. Yeah, twenty three years. They were they they uh started in two thousand. So twenty two years. Isn't that something? And his call's been in business for twenty seven. And wow. so yeah. Obviously the technology's been there longer, but the the company and the stability that you're talking about mm-hmm. and being the company that his call is. Yeah.
0: Really good. Really good stuff, Terrence. Anything else you had on your mind for today for, for the show today? No,
1: I just really appreciate the opportunity to be here in this capacity. The people here at his call are are genuine. Uh they are rare. Uh, And I'll just say that, honestly, in regards to the people I work with. There's not a day that goes by that someone doesn't say hello, uh, doesn't ask how you're doing. There's just a genuine concern about who you are as an employee. I I think that that's something that our customers should know. It's as real as you get at his call. Mm -hmm. And so when you are meeting with uh, your account consultants, or if you're meeting with uh, the, the managers, myself, or any other managers, project managers, just know that we're all on the same page. We want what's best for you as the customer. We have the same goal in mind, and that is excellence uh, for you. And uh, as everyone knows, we're a faith-based uh, company, and I think that goes a long way. And I'm thankful for that opportunity to be a part of something so exciting and and so rewarding and i I think the the future of his call is going to be amazing and uh i just based on the history of his call, where we can go in the future, having that bedrock of what we've had in the in the past will catapult us into the future into even more greater ways so it's exciting and I'm glad to be here
0: Well, it is exciting and and we're glad to have you. Speaking to the HisCall culture, um, you have just come in and and stepped right in, and it feels like you've been here longer than you have. So we're glad to have you, and uh, I know um, looking forward to the the success and using the Kaizen that you talked about, the good change. (laughs) change. Uh, We'll see. uh, We'll we'll get that implemented, and then 20% cloud this year. It's on recording. It's (laughs) it's on recording, man. You got to do it now. All right. Yes. Good stuff. Terrence, thank you for taking the time. I know you've had a busy day. You've been in meetings uh, all day long, and um, it's uh, it's after five o'clock, and, and our wives are uh, looking for us to uh, get home. So let's wrap this thing up and get on the road. What do you think? I agree. Thank you, Chuck. All right. I will see you tomorrow, maybe. But uh, for you listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast it means a lot to us that you would spend a little time with us, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today, learning a little bit about Terrence. I know he would love to talk with you. If you have questions about any HisCall products or services um, or the company, hey, reach out to him. Uh, visit www.hiscall.com. you got all of our contact information there, and you can um, reach either one of us, for that matter, um, through those through those means. Um, We'll wrap up today, Terrence, we wrap up every episode of the podcast with a saying that I hope is encouraging, you know, in this world we live in, in this work that we do, it's challenging. Sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's scary. So we, we wrap up every episode of the podcast with just a little encouraging word that goes, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the HisCall Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about HisCall solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.